On this episode of The Chop Up, we get into the entertainment chop and ask the question, can you separate the art from the artist? From some of the most scandalous statements and actions from some of our favorite celebrities, we try to figure out how are we supposed to respond when they show us who they really are. And then we get into the excellence chop. The spotlight is on Arielle Johnson of Amalgam Comments and Coffee, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. This black woman is on the move, defying expectations and putting comic book stores back on the map on the East Coast. Lastly, representing for the Lost Tribe, we get into the elections chop. As Consciously and our guest, Dominique, get into the Ballad of the Bullet, a legendary speech by Malcolm X that shapes the way that black people in America orient themselves politically in this country on the day-to-day. But we have to figure it out. Were we missing something in that message? And what do we need to understand about Election Day coming up in less than a week? You know we got the music on deck with T. Lee and Mepham coming in with some amazing jams to flow through the show. But listen, if you have some art, if you have prose, instrumentals, poetry, rap, hip-hop, if you sing in a song, listen. If it's hot, we want to play it on the chop-up. So send it in. The chop-up email at gmail.com. The chop-up email, gmail. Dot com. Without further ado, it's time for the show. Y'all strap it in. It's time for the chop up. This is the chop up. This is the chop up. This is the chop up, and no one can do it live. My name is Cam G, the coolest. Allow me to do the honor. I'm with my sister Toya G, and she's straight out of KC. Moved to the West Coast, but still gonna keep it G. We got together to give the people something that's free. The chop up should come off organically, cause on the mic, on the phone, we're gonna have these conversations anyway. And make sure you chop it up with us on the social media. And you can chop up any day, cause you can stream us in any place. And then I say I was Cam G, the coolest. Had to reel you in if you never knew us. Straight from Dallas, Texas, making OG maneuvers. And this is a recording where no one can do it live. Yo, yo, what's going on? This is The Chop Up. It's your boy, Cam G, the coolest. And you know it's your girl, Toya G. What's going on? Hey, I'm glad to be here, and we got another friend, or returning friend. What's up, Domo? How you doing? What's good? What's good? Speak glad for to you. be back. Speak to the people. To Hello, people. How y'all doing? <laughs> we in this thing. Uh, definitely excited for this week's episode. We got a lot of interesting stuff to talk about. Why don't you go ahead and uh, bring us in? So, first topic today is the entertainment chop. Can you separate the art from the artist? Um, For me personally, that's something that's been on my mind, uh, especially with the Nate Parker, Birth of a Nation, uh, hearing about the Derrick Rose trial. Right. um, And just kind of reflecting on some past uh, cases, like even even Michael Jackson. Like, can you separate the art from the artist? Because, you know, recently you had uh, D. Rose, who was found not liable in his his rape case. Um, And then you had Nate Parker, who was acquitted and the, right. the victim eventually committed suicide um so these are some troubling things especially after you read the transcripts in, in, in these cases and it's just it's something i think it's a definitely a pertinent question like can you separate the art from the artist like i mean i think I it's a real question dominique is mad because you brought up michael jackson <laughs> and you brought michael jackson to the situation <clears throat> oh, i yeah, definitely had to because oh. it's, he he was acquitted just like everyone else but i mean there's not this, guilty there's it's a blemish on the record of, of, there's this presumption of, of guilt on on others so you know especially with a crime on. with crimes as serious as like sexual abuse and violence and stuff like that you know it's not really yeah. 
as easy as just being like, okay, so here's another album. Forget about it. You know? So, I mean, a lot of people, Dominique, how you feel? Like, Damo, what's good? Uh, to be honest, no. No. You no cannot what? separate the uh, art from the artist. Okay. I mean, because, like, when we, when, why do we appreciate art? And why and why do we hold artists in such you know high regard? And that's because that they they create you know from within. They right. they, they take whatever their medium is and produce from nothing. Whether it's like a blank uh, page, uh, tablet, whatever. And so wh- what they produce it is also a lot of what they think, how they feel, uh, how they orient themselves to the world. And so we all know that uh, although there may be some things that aren't uh, that aren't as like explicit yeah. and like whether it's like a, a, a particular bias or a typical uh, uh, understanding of the world it may not be explicit but it's in there you know what I mean and so uh, in a lot of ways it, it sometimes we just gotta we, we gotta take we have to take the good with the bad we have to understand that I mean it, there are those imperfections in there and they come from the fact that these are people that we're dealing with. You right. know what I mean? So mm-hmm. when we try to separate the uh, the art from the artist, we create almost a, a, a different understanding of like who that person is as such, you know, that like the celebrity as opposed to, to like to the person. And so when they do crazy things and or things we disagree with, we become confused because we have this uh this idolized perception of like what, what they are based on the uh the piece uh, the piece of them that we know, their art. So wait. I'm confused. Are you saying we so we can separate the art from the artist? You cannot. You cannot separate you cannot. the art from the artist. You gotta you you gotta take the good with the bad. You gotta take the good with you the bad. You gotta take the good with the bad. But I'm saying, what do you do with that good versus bad tension though, right? Mm-hmm. If the, how what like what's the threshold for bad to where I don't really rock with what you're doing, right? So like R. Kelly, prime example. Yeah. Like, I have a really hard time listening to his music now but also it sucks because like think about our generation mm-hmm. I all yeah. three of us at some point during kindergarten graduation fifth grade graduation or eighth grade graduation I believe I can fly play yeah, you know what I'm saying yeah. we sat around and watched MTV trapped in the closet one through yeah. whenever they stopped playing yeah. them and, and then when yeah. they put the rest of them on YouTube we watched the rest of them there yeah. actually Damn, no they story. had they yeah. had yeah. mad they had mad apps you yeah, know what I'm saying like so 20 something yeah, yeah then I mean, stepping in the name of love, it's the it remix it. to ignition, hot and fresh out I of the it. kitchen. Go ahead, tap your foot to that. My I, goodness gracious. And so it's so many, it's so many jams, but like mm-hmm. I can't I like I feel wrong. And it's so weird. Here's the thing about separating the art from the artist. I feel so weird because I don't really have a standard for how I pick and choose, but I can't lie and say I don't pick and choose. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like that would Everybody be a story. Does. And so I mean, I'm I I feel so icky because like okay I made a list of some other people so we already talked about uh, Michael Jackson we talked about Nate Parker we talked about Derrick Rose Um, here's some other people with some tattered past that people have you know kind of ebbed and flowed with how they felt about them you got Dr. Dre just recently Mm -hmm. put on blast um, for the Misha Lay expose or the uh, uh, the autobiography biography yeah um uh, where biopic, biopic mm-hmm. let me speak correctly about what it was. Yeah. <laughs> um, but there was, you know, a very interesting uh, depiction of what he did and his abuse and his past and how he kind of dealt, dealt with that and has been highly unapologetic about it throughout his career. You got Bill Cosby, which mm-hmm. black folk are just really Ooh. hung up so on how the they Lord. felt about it. And I think I saw an article <laughs> today. <laughs> 
that said that he was acquitted of some defamation, some defamation charges or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so his lawyers just batting him out the park right now. Yeah. And then of course, um, everybody moment of silence. Lord have mercy. Uh, Lewayne does lost his mind. The ball weeds done really fell off his rocker and started talking wild about how, you know, Black Lives Matter don't concern him. Ain't got nothing to do with him. I mean, and this is the thing about that. He been gone. This is this yeah. thing about that, because because another name I want to add in here is Rick Ross, because I'll, I'll be the one to never let this go. The... Uh, Putting Molly in her drink, she ain't even yeah, know. yeah, Ross, oh, yeah. Ross, yeah, yeah. gotta put him on the list. Never let it go, never yeah. let it go. See, and I don't even fool with Ross though. Yeah, you yeah, and, and that man, but at all, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? And that's the and, and 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 that's the thing, you know. At the end of the day, people who decide to still listen to Rick Ross accept that. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean, and and. and so it's not that it, I mean we can say that we sep- we can say that we like logically for for our sake for our sanity because we don't want to stop listening to it. You know what right. I mean? Like we can say that we we will separate the art from the artist, but that's a cop out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Cuz like that's, Well, I don't know. You say it's a cop out. G, G, you think it's a cop out? You think that's a cop out? To say what's we'll separ- that that you can separate the art from the artist? It's a cop out. Nah, nah, it's not. I mean Honestly, when I, I I watched some of the Knicks game, and the first thing when I saw D Rose was the the case that just came up and reading the transcript, like that came mm-hmm. up. But then I saw him like cross Conley over, and I'm like, oh shit! Like, yeah, here, here, he's an <laughs> issue. He's an issue. Right. It, yeah. So it was on the, it was on the forefront of my mind when I first saw him. But then I'm sitting there watching him play, and I'm still you know appreciating what he's doing on the court. But I also couldn't not think about what I read and what I, you know, what I heard, you know. Right. And then seeing, you know, seeing even the case, though, like, not the case, but afterwards, you know, taking pictures with jurors and, you know, shit like that. Yeah, that that was so cheesy. I was so upset about that. That was fake. Yeah, I mean, that's just, you know, that's just disgusting. It was very poor in taste. And I I think that's something that reflected on Nate Parker as well. Uh, And like like you said, Dr. Dre and Mm -hmm. just like that. uh, Them choosing to just be completely dismissive about it. Um, mm-hmm. And th- for for whatever reason, for whatever reason, when it comes to Nate Parker or, or a nigga being found not guilty, the justice system works. Well, I mean, I think yeah. too, though. And this you know, <laughs> the it, interesting it things become yeah. the inter- the interesting question becomes. I think from the perspective of these artists, not to defend anything, but it's like how much. What else do I really have to do? What is my burden? What is my standard of engaging with this in a world where I've been acquitted? Or was not, you know, pre- chalk fouls weren't chalk pressed against me. Like, mm-hmm. how much of, and like, so I think that was Nate Parker's frustration. Like, okay, how much of a sorry do y'all want? Like, I didn't kill mm-hmm. that young lady. Mm-hmm. I did, I was proven not to be guilty. Mm-hmm. A court of law, you know, in a world where we live in a, the, even the legal system says there is no double jeopardy. You can't be tried mm-hmm. for the same crime twice. Like, I can understand in the world of your argument about all of us being human right how many times do i really have to be tried by the fire in order to really prove that either a i did not do what i'm being accused of or b my attempts at redemption are enough or should be enough for us to move past this human moment and let me recoup some of my life me personally i would say this if there is anything that you have ever truly been sorry about 
It doesn't matter how many times it gets brought to your attention. Mm. It does not matter. That woman's life is gone. Yeah, I laugh because this makes me think about a situation that you can't live down in our little circle of debate. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> that, you know I mean, like, I mean, it's something that you have you know, to kind of be if, like, if, yeah, if, I did if you that. know you were wrong, yeah. every time it's brought up, you you got to feel that dagger because that, that's a part of, you know, that's a part of it. You made a mistake. Yeah. You know what I mean? And in this case, the, your mistake, regardless of whether what you felt like, Regardless of how you felt mm-hmm. about the situation, it was something was not right with her. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And so, in in that case, if if somebody brings it to your attention, hey, consent was a question, even though you, yeah, I had issues with that. Mm-hmm. If you have to explain that every time, you owe black people, yes, black people, mm-hmm. that explanation, especially black women. Yeah. That explanation. I think that was what G you was talking about. Kind of had you so hung up because you read the transcripts. You was like, yeah. even if you know, even though the court said X, Y, and Z, this stuff is still like, nah, you can't do this. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, yeah, you still was grimy yeah. for shit. And then, um, you know, why after she makes you know uh, makes her claim that you, you harassing her and stuff like that? Why why do something like that? And then mm-hmm. why? Make a rapey ass movie that wasn't even uh, historically factual. Yeah, in terms you know of Nate. Then based off of you know what I'm saying, a, so a white man's recollection of, of Nate, uh, Nate, uh, Nate Turner. Right. So yeah, I don't know. I just and then uh, you know seeing some of the 60 Minutes interview on him, it was like you know I saw that dagger hitting him when you know when the question was brought up, like mm-hmm. you know that was. You know that was foul, man. Now, mm-hmm. this, now this woman gone. You know, got to be held accountable every yeah. time. And that's, every that's time. What, that's the thing. Okay. So, so before, well, I was gonna ask, like, so do we do we watch the movie or not? I I, I don't think those two questions. I, I don't think those. I don't think the question of whether or not you think he's guilty or wrong or anything mm-hmm. uh, has to do. Uh, has to do with uh, whether or not you watch the movie, not because you separate the uh, like separate the art, mm-hmm. but it's a question of is it worth it? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like if you you know it's it's a movie. Mm-hmm. Right. At the end of the day, yep. it's a movie. I mean, but people's <laughs> people's ultimate logic for not going to go see it is not do I miss this great moment of artistry for the sake of what I believe in or not? It's like do I put money in this nigga's pockets knowing I don't agree with his politics? I think that's a lot of people's like. I, but I mean, at the sa- yeah. you know, at the same it's time, it's easy to do. It's easier to not go. Like, right? Know. It's like, nah, I'm good. Right, <laughs> and, and, and and I think that's why it's not as much of a debate. You know what I mean? If you if you if you want to see the story, if you think it's value yeah. in seeing the story, go, go see, see the story, yeah. regardless of what you think about him. And that's not separating the, like him from the art because like he didn't produce the story of, of Nat Turner. Right. You know what I mean? He just put he just put it on the screen. I mean, but you could see some of his politics play out in right. that movie. Right. You know what I mean? Like the way, like how he had the master by. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, it, all of that, all of that, and so uh, it, it's it it like I said, we choose like we we accept them for who they are. We accept it for what it is. You know yeah. what I mean? Well, we, we accept um I, I, like we accepted Rick Ross. We accepted uh. Like, especially allegations of race. So Lil Wayne, Lil Wayne, can you still come to the barbecue or he done? Like, what you saying? We accepting him or like, <laughs> what are we doing? Cause I heard he got traded. I seen some memes today that say he got traded for some white people to come to the barbecue. <laughs> oh, 
No. They started picking white folk. I think they said, I ain't never seen yeah, power. They said the little white man from power can come. Keep your white dusty can't ass come. at home. Man, look, since yeah. we don't know. Nah, white can't come. White can't come. Nah, you good, bro. He was too passionate. He was too passionate about that. He went out on the But it's such a it's such a contradiction because shout out to my man George Lee on Snapchat. Found found the videos and him at a show. Posting videos of him at a show talking about Black Lives Matter, like chanting it. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it's just like, come on, you you bullshit, man. So what happened? What so why the dramatic change all of a sudden? That's what we're trying to figure out. Yeah. I, I guess that's I guess that's why he is invited to the picnic because we need to sit this nigga down and be like, what the <laughs> fuck are you doing? Yeah, Miss yeah. Georgia Bush, Miss <laughs> uh, yeah, Mister Misunderstood. Mr. Yeah, you know what I'm fuck Jesse Jackson, Al Sharpton. You know what I'm saying? saying? Like all these songs. Come on, man. I right, listen. So is he pandering at that moment? Now he's just like, I'm to cool. who? I don't know. To, I'm trying to figure out what he's doing. Ever since this man started skating, and this is no shade to the black sh- skater community. <laughs> To people who get down and no, nah, I'm I'm for real. Ever since my, start skating, that was ever since I am not that, a human being. That's when it start, things started to really oh, change. Yeah. Like that subculture, really, I think, started to alter how he dealt with the culture where his money was at, where his kinship was at, where his support was at. You know what I'm saying? I think that really started to change how he dealt with and oriented himself toward his original fan base. And I mean, his bad. You know, but, I think he's stupid for that. Yeah, um, I actually, I, I, I'm gonna have to, you know, put myself under the spotlight though, because I, I adore Kobe Bryant, mm. admire the man. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It is good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's the shady yeah. pass, the kind of pass. Yeah. He definitely he basically raped yeah. somebody, raped that young lady in Colorado. I, I'm bought man. a fat ring to uh, apologize for that business. And it's all good. You know, and, and you know, it's, it's, it's hard, it you know what I'm saying? But every time, you know, I, I I I want to respond and kind of push back, but you you know, you can't, you feel me? You like, you can't. I, I, mm-hmm. I, I have to say that, like, you know, the athlete that, uh, that to my, is like my, my Michael Jordan, right. you know what I mean? Right. Like, uh, but people hated Kobe at that at that time. It was a, oh, yeah. a long time period where he oh, was yeah. just hated, like LeBron. Yeah, I, I mean, kind of even still, like Kobe has never been... Loved. He's been respected. At that time, he was hated though. He was getting booed around the league. (laughs) Yeah, every arena, everywhere. What Dave Chappelle said, he was he was playing for his freedom. Like, (laughs) (laughs) and he let the league have it too. Basically, and I think that's what when they had him massage all them. uh, That's when he became the ball hog. He was like, nah, and he smushed Parker in there. Yeah, let's get started. Let's get started. But I mean, but and that's why I, I will say that you know. When I hear that criticism, I have to accept it. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, I'm not going. Like, I don't hear that criticism and be like. But how would I, I, my, I my thing, my question Kobe, though, is always going to be: How does accepting it materialize itself? Like, yeah, you've accepted it. Cool. That means you watch less of this niggas' games, none of this niggas' games. Mm-hmm. You listen to all the music, I mean, none to of the be music. Honest, only the way, when it's on the radio and you can't control it. I, I, Do you I, leave the room when it comes on? Like these are the questions I have for how you materialize. You internal, like you you take like you internalize like you take that shame, yeah, and you keep it pushing. Just like he said, he was watching like when like when he was like he was watching. I'm asking you as the fan, not him as the, the no 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 person. no. I'm talking about Cam when Cam okay. was like when he was walking well, watching uh, D Rose. And he was thinking about the transcript, but he was like, he, he just didn't. Mm-hmm. You know, he's still looking good on the court. But that transcript come back up, but he's like, ah, well, he he looking good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a uh, it's 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 a sad reality, but that's what we do. Hmm. I'm, yeah. I mean, like, that's like that's literally what we do. We we just yeah. kind of push I it agree. out. We we and it's not that we justify it. It's not that even I mean some people do. You know, but 
it's more so we we accept it as they flaw, take the criticism, and then just keep it pushing. So my my response ultimately to this question in that world is kind of like this. Do we separate or should we separate the art from the artist? No, but I want to say yes. I really, really, really want to say yes. I say no because I feel like if you flirting with blurred lines, shout out to uh, Robin Thicke and how he also kind of fed into a rape culture that was being fueled by um, the Ross business. But I feel like if you flirt with those thin lines like that, and you fall on the wrong side of them, you got to kind of eat that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? You yeah. got to kind of eat that. You yeah. got to deal with people because you play. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. You you let some stuff you knew was tricky business go ahead and get in the way of a sure thing. You mm. knew people was buying your business, your albums, your product, was being fans of your shows and your stuff like that. And you put yourself in a, a precarious position. Yeah. And so I, you got to eat that. That's also a part of being human, right? Mm. But like it really, really sucks um, and and, and I, I understand that and I want to say yes because of what art is, right? Like once you create art and you are an artist that has been given a platform to do your art, to sell your product, to make your music, to play your game, you give it up to people. You know what I'm saying? And so that's the other part of it is like, man, what do we understand this art to be? Like, do we, is it theirs anymore? Like, they, we really kind of own it. Like, you shouldn't be, be I, I feel like if it's art and the way art is being shared and understood and creating culture and stuff like that, you don't just get to sit on art and be like, or we don't get to just connect somebody to, to, to something amazing and be like, well, now it ain't shit because you're yeah. terrible. Well, you know what I'm saying? I think that, that does us a, a, a disservice as as human beings, as people, as as creators and curators but, of of art. So we, I don't know. I mean, to, but to your point though, like I, I I will still I will still argue that you can't separate the two. Yeah. But to your point, like art is also a moment in time. True. Like it's yes. a, it's it's like whether it's music, um, like a painting or photograph. All it's like it's it's that moment. And so, uh, like I like Kanye is a perfect example for me because this new Kanye, I cannot. Stand Damn, Lord have mercy. Yeah, this man is now. annoying. Like, but, well, band tripping, but yeah. Mm-hmm. But, it, you know, if you know me, if you knew me in high school, when I first started debating and getting mm-hmm. conscience and reading, like... You looked like Kanye. Kanye. <laughs> <laughs> you used to dress like I Kanye. mean, I wanted to. I mean, because like that was like the up. definition of... But yes. Yes, he did. I definitely with had the white with the, undershirt, and with the, the polos, sweater vest, ah, with the... Jesus and the Air Forces. <laughs> yeah, all of it. And, it, and, and, and you know, but it was also his message, like what he spoke mm-hmm. to. You know, he spoke to like wanting to be cool, but also wanting to, like wanting to be smart. And, yeah. and, and in a world where, you know, you were either a nerd or you were a street dude, mm-hmm. you know, trying to find a way, trying to find a way to be, you know, respected for your, like, what, what makes you you yeah. yeah what makes you you but you know him, him he really speaking to like culture and life especially of black people and trying to move through that trying to become educated all of that you know what I mean and I can't I, I can never say because of Kanye now I won't I can't listen to 808 or I mean even yeah 808 heartbreaks I still listen to late registration I still listen oh, yeah. to college dropout I still listen to graduation I mean mm-hmm. did I did I jam Yeezy y'all Yeezus no did I jam um the the new joint? What's the new stuff? Pablo. Pablo? Did uh, I just Life of Pablo? Uh, Life of Pablo? No. You did know you what jam I mean? um Wash the Throne? 
No. No, what happened? Nah. I like, nah, nah. I'm, I'm just cool on that one, but I, I, yeah, I jam. <laughs> I jam Jesus, though. Yeah. I thought uh, yeah. after a while I got past uh, the crazy sounds that were on there. But Man, he was, to, to me, I could, you know, the, the, he dropped the, some um, lines in there. He had some cold rhymes in there. And I, what, you know, I'm being, what was I'm it? on that. Uh, what else? 808s, definitely. Um, the Confederate flag, the Confederate flag on the on the jacket, and the Confederate flag on the tour on the tour material done. Uh, oh yeah, which couldn't one? do it. When he put that, uh, when Jesus, he put the Confederate, Jesus, Confederate Jesus, flag. Yeah, 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 Jesus. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Nope. I started. I got off the Yay train way earlier than that. Um, yeah. and I don't even. I don't know what happened. I just. But see, but it, but 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 at, at at any point though. You can always go back to late, uh, late or a college dropout, late yeah. registration. Yeah. Kanye yes. and say, I will very jam, true. and I will jam the you hell out of it. And so, it's, and, 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 and so that's not necessarily separating. I had a student like, give a speech about Kanye today. Yeah, because hey. and, and that's not necessarily separating the, uh, like the uh, that that music from Kanye. Yeah, but it's just like that we time. we we re, it's when we remember him as yeah. you know what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. So yeah, that's so, that's really what it is. I mean. I don't know. I feel like we'll never really get to a place where we have a decisive line or a standard or whatever. It is really based person to person. Um, but I do, I think there does have to be, because I mean, we come from a world of debate and I'll, I'll kind of conclude my thoughts on this. Like we come from a world of argumentation and analysis where we look at an artifact, we look at a situation, we not only look at it, but who contributed it, who produced it, mm-hmm. their history, their past. Credibility. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If somebody used to be a Nazi and they wrote your article that you're using <laughs> to support you, we're going to find out. Fuck we're going to be like, you are not, not about, they a Nazi, you, you a, a Nazi, Nazi for you create shit. Nazis. You vote for this shit, you a Nazi. <laughs> you <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? All, all of, of it. it. We're not here. They ra- to he y'all. racist, you racist. Mm-hmm. Everybody who allowed this to be read in this room right now, racist. If you let this happen, you are racist as hell. Yeah, you know right? I mean, and shout out to uh I forget the name of the I forget the name of the school, uh, where David Duke, uh-huh. the ex Grand Wizard for the Dillard, KKK Dillard University. Shout out to Dillard University, everybody that was out there protesting. Um, you know, he running for he running for some office mm. and Senate they had somewhere. man the Senate. They was having no part of And they had no they had a debate um, oh, on campus and David Duke was a part of the debate. And they, right. they didn't want to have it there. It was because Dillard is a historically black university. Yeah, of course. You know what I mean? They didn't want to have it there, but you know, contract they were contractually obligated to uh go along with the uh with the program and they they wasn't having it. <laughs> it was you know the university cause they, I, I read somewhere they said they didn't, they weren't aware or something of that nature about his affiliations. Well, like, uh, it, it's like this: is the thing when they sign the contract to do it, mm-hmm. they uh, they don't know who who who's going to poll well enough to make the state. Oh yeah, because you have to okay. be you have to be polling yeah. within a certain mm-hmm. um, to a certain number to even be able to be on the debate stage. Okay, that makes and, more and, sense. And uh, surprise, surprise, David Duke. It was polled well enough to debate on the stage of a historically black university for a Senate seat to represent those individuals. And so, then the police get turned against the against the students. Against the students. Mm. Of course. For yeah. protecting let's call, you know, let's letting, call letting the Klansmen. That's called a formulaic ending. Yeah. Mm. So, shout out to them. But That's wild. Continue. Well, uh, <laughs> 
Can you separate the art from the artist? Make sure y'all make a conscious decision about who you're listening to and what you're listening to. My personal decision is if you can justify it, you can roll with it. Um, if you get what what Dominique say, you should, if you think about it, if you reflect on it, yeah. Um, then you know, uh, do what you have yeah, to do yeah. with that. But know yeah. who you listening to. I think you know what I'm saying. Being able to answer to some of what you allow yourself to to internalize is is important. And don't be mad. So yes, you know, if Gucci, if Gucci is who you jam, who you love, yeah. Regardless of the crazy shit that he say, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, <laughs> like, rap hey, but I, I, I draw the line at Wayne because Black Lives do matter. Hey. <laughs> On that note, hey. what you feeling? Y'all feeling like some music? Hey, let's, what, let's what do. we got? We got uh, the young man T. Lee Fly Mac coming real quick at us with this Dance Forever Jam. Uh, it's been on a couple things. Snoop Dogg been peeping him out, right? Oh, yeah. It's on Doggy Style Records, uh, SoundCloud page. I'll go check it out. Absolutely. But uh, check that SoundCloud out. Check out T. Lee Fly Mac, T. Lee Fly M A C K on SoundCloud and Instagram. Um, anything else to add about this young man, G? This is our boy. We went to school with this man. Anything hey, else? Shout out to Greenville, putting East Texas on the map. Hey. Uh, shout out to T. Lee, uh, Tim Chan, TLG, Bunk, everybody out there is rocking with Fly Mac. Doing right. work. T. Lee to Fly Mac, this is Dance Forever, SoundCloud, or IG, but you know we playing it right here on the Chop Up. <laughs> I know you've been in love with the nightlife Inch away from the wife type Your mama and them keep saying get your life right But you just tell the manager to get the lights right Cause you the only reason niggas hurt at night, right? Head tight, you ain't never been a fool You working like to pay your way through school Enough ones on the floor to fill a pool Take a dip, pull up, drink, swimming pool She want a money tree just like Kendrick I remember that, baby, that's why I'm tipping I know you mentioned your friend was bartending But once again, baby, that's why I'm tipping And I'm tipping her too even though she give me free drinks when we talk about you Even though it still feel like an interview All the questions I answer cause you my private dancer Her neck, her back, my pockets, my stacks Her neck, her back, my pockets and my stacks And my stacks She just wanna dance forever She just wanna dance forever She just wanna dance forever I know she wanna dance forever Her neck, her back, my pockets, my stacks her neck, her back, my pockets and my stacks and my stacks. She just wanna dance forever. She just wanna dance forever. She just wanna dance forever. I know she wanna dance forever and ever. I know it really ain't about the money, but then again, I guess it could be. I always had gave you plenty bread, but then again, on the other hand, you've been good to me. If the money stop coming, I guess we'll see If I ever fall off, then I guess we'll see Neither one of them about to happen Nigga made it rapping, shouts at the fly macking on I would say I'm trying to save you But you still be dancing for the public I would say I'm trying to wipe you But you a private dancer and I love it And you my private dancer Come sit on my private Come ride in the cockpit, baby girl, I'm the pilot Put mileage all over your body Ain't no reason to hide it, girl, we love this Her neck, her back, my pockets my stacks, her neck, her back, my pockets and my stacks and my stacks. She just wanna dance forever. She just wanna dance forever. She just wanna dance forever. I know she wanna dance forever. Her neck, her back, my pockets, my stacks. Her neck, her back, 
We are back from T. Lee to Fly Mac, jamming with some dance forever. Go ahead and find him on SoundCloud and Instagram. Support that artist. He's coming up. Snoop is paying attention. We are paying attention. We hey. love T. Lee right here on the top up. But um, it's time for the excellence chop. <laughs> and on this week's episode of the chop up, we are talking about Ariel Johnson, an amazing, amazing um, entrepreneur who has opened up Amalgam Comics and Coffee in uh, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Shout Definitely putting Philly. things on the mouth. Um, shout out to Philly because a black woman is up there running things in the comic book world and she's really doing her thing. How y'all feel about this? Uh, she, she's, she's killing it. Ariel yeah, Johnson is really out here. It's, it's, it's pretty dope. It's pretty dope. I actually got a chance uh, to, I'm not big in the comics, but I do think they're cool to look at, especially the artwork. And I got to go in the comic store today. I'm just, you know, kind of browsing and, uh, thought, definitely thought about Ariel Johnson. I'm like, it would be dope to, you know, go in one of those stores and, and you see a black woman there doing a thing, got her art everywhere, and you know, just just black having that black store. And because the store I went in today was like that, almost like that stereotypical middle aged white man chilling in there. And it's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's like kind of what you expect. But you know, I think it's just really dope. And um, her being on the cover of Marvel is really dope. Uh, two black see, women on the cover of uh, uh, Iron Man that's coming up so mm-hmm. and yeah. it's with Riri Williams is the other character <laughs> so they being real black out there yes yeah. Riri what's up I'm a um <laughs> you know I, I hate to admit it but I'm I'm a uh I'm a comic book nerd mm. you know what I mean don't hate to admit it be so, yourself yeah. And, 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 yeah don't be no shame it's you know it, you know it is what it is you know it is, <laughs> yeah uh but it, it's it's great to see um this emergence of uh black people and black culture in comic books because it's it's something that you know you get more green blue yellow people you know mm-hmm. with prominent roles than you do than you do black folk and uh and usually when you earlier on when you originally got them like everybody's loving Luke Cage for example but Luke Cage was originally a black exploitation um kind of com- a commercialization of black exploitation for Marvel to come up with a, a superhero mm-hmm. to benefit off of uh and so for that to now become you know, uh, such a, a a meaningful statement, a bulletproof mm-hmm. black man um, mm-hmm. in, to, in today's popular culture is dope. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or e- even um, Ironheart, which is the new Iron Man. Uh, mm-hmm. She there was a, there was this huge uh, outrage about the way in which she was drawn, mm-hmm. um, and they because the first uh, one of her variant covers shown her a little bit more sexualized that people were comfortable with. And she's only like supposed to be like 14, 15 years old. Mm. And so the internet, you know, Twitter went crazy and was like, this is how you draw a 15 year old black girl. <laughs> and, and Marvel was like, all right, cool. And they, so they scrapped the cover, you know, and, and they, and they respected the wishes mm. because awesome. it's, it's, I don't know, you know, it, it's, it's, it's a, it's a corporation. It's a mm. company, mm. you know, but Marvel, it, Stan Lee and, and very guys, much aware. Yeah. Like they, they a little too hip. You know, black Panther <laughs> about to be coming out. Yeah. And uh, again, I mean, twenty eighteen. Yeah, it, he he was he was dope in in um in the Civil War movie. I've always been a fan of Black Panther because he Richard and Bruce Wayne, mm-hmm. got, you know, run run a country in Africa that ain't been touched by Europeans. And these and this is and this is you know stuff that was shaped by white people. You yeah. know, white people came yeah. up with the idea for this, and so I mean, not giving them no credit at all. Not giving them the credit at all. But at the same time, to be able to Still shape black. this world, right? Be able to shape this world and have. Young black people exist in this world. I mean, I think it's really cool. I read uh, an interview from Ariel Johnson, um, and this kind of jives very well with, G, what you first said about your recent comic book story existence, but also you, uh, Damo, with what you just talked about in terms of this 
you know, awesome diversity that's even available and at our fingertips now is her coffee shop is very unique. One of the questions she was asked was, how do you know, how do you uh, craft your space and, and create your space to be uh, accommodating to young black and LGBT individuals who want to come to a different environment that maybe don't feel as welcomed in um, mm. generally in terms of comic book stores. And she was like, one of the ways I do that is by using a lot of big, bright, vibrant colors, very wide open spaces, not that doomy, musky, mm-hmm. dusky dungeon mm-hmm. kind of basement feeling, but really just opened it up and made comic books accessible just by the general appeal of them, right? Mm-hmm. The, the art speaks for itself. Like you was talking about, gee, what you're really into in just terms of uh, the artistry and you know, a lot of the handwork and stuff like that, that's going to be there. Mm-hmm. The plot lines is going to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just about creating a space for you to really get your clientele in. And people, if people want comic books, they're going to come get the comic books. So right, you got that right. audience, but you also make something appealing and accessible for people who wouldn't commonly come in. And then that's where you get to, I think another question was, you know, well, what types of comic books do you sell in there? She was like, well, you know, the old tried and trues is what gets our audiences in. Mm-hmm. But it does give me the opportunity to now create a platform and a, a space for me to slide in those other beautiful projects that don't really get a lot of airplay or a lot of eyes on them in other comic book stores yeah. and spaces. And so Amalgam is really interested in, in terms of it being a sit-down, chill spot, a space where uh, it's, it's really open and inviting to a whole bunch of different people who need to be at the new generation of enjoying comic books especially as things go digital and and you know get less tangible <clears throat> excuse me and less physical she's really like insistent on her you know pivot on diversity being one that's embedded in the product you know what i'm saying and i, I bang with that and it's, and it's looking for that you know that physical copy nowadays and you know people are kind of rebelling from that digital digital yeah. everything you know so that's that's pretty cool go ahead and, and, I mean, and I, 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 oh no you good my fault uh but as somebody who as somebody who as, as like that grew up liking comic books mm-hmm. but knowing people around it you know, around me uh you know kind of look down on it or whatever right so if if as a kid if i would have known that i had a black comic book shop mm-hmm. anywhere in my neighborhood anywhere I could go it would be it would, it was like it would have been like a, a, my own little haven mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. what I mean like a safe space for me to to go and because to be honest I'm the type of I, I ain't gonna lie I'll be kind of sneaking and hanging around the comic book section at, at Barnes and Noble <laughs> and like see what kind of uh see even even that uh, the manga anime section and see mm-hmm. you know what kind of people be over there and if I see black people I'm rapping. I'm like, what you like? You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And like, it, a lot of times they're surprised because they like, you know, they see a nigga like me, <laughs> it'd be like, what? Uh, I'm like, well, I kind of been watching. And I'm like, so I've been watching that shit too. You yeah. feel me? Who your favorite character? You know what I'm saying? And, and when they see- The biggest kid in the world. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, but, I'm mean, like, what? But for right. real though, when you, but when they see, you know, somebody like, somebody who, who, somebody like me, like somebody that you wouldn't just look at and be like, oh, he likes comic books. You know what I mean? When they see fully bearded, six foot two, handsome, slender, (laughs) black man (laughs) with a baseball cap on, yeah, just looking handsome, looking some type of way. But but it's but it's but it's asking you know asking you about comic books. It's 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 a it's a uh, it's you you kind of see him like smile in a way Mm -hmm. to where it's be like okay like it's a a connection a relationality. Um, and for her to offer that, not even just to black people, but to like black girls, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, to, mm-hmm. to, to right to she introduce. That's why she got into it. Uh, seeing Storm, Storm, yeah, and X Men was like like was life changing. Yes, so just that one character has led, you know, to this 
this and to, and, 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 one on the East Coast. Like, yeah. And you see Storm, again, Storm in leadership positions. Storm yeah. is, has led the X-Men, not just been a X-Men. She is, yeah. a, like, she is one of the more respected uh, characters in, in the Marvel Universe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's actually married to Black Panther and all this other shit. Like, so yeah. it, it's like, you know, to us, to, to us comic book nerds, that's the power couple. Like, yeah. not, right. you know, yeah. we ain't worried about uh, J and B, you know what I'm saying? We, we got... Yeah. Uh, Aurora and motherfucking uh, T'Challa, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, you feel me? So, you know, but it's 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 a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing yeah. to to see black people in comic books and and, and branching out uh, and showing people just like something new. It ain't even you know branching I mean? out though. I think it's it's the opportunity to expose the fact that I mean, black people come in all different types of flavors. There's always yes, some black folk up to something. Say. We just don't know about it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And we don't, it's the platform hasn't existed. Um, it's not enough of them to really put it on blast. But black people are always in the mix. You better believe that. Oh, yeah. Getting all those flavors. And, you know, Luke Cage was super black. And uh, Missy Knight. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And, and, and for me, and for me, you know, seeing it. To be honest, man, it's been it's been being an adult right now, growing mm-hmm. up in the '90s, having these cartoons, and then becoming an adult and and mm-hmm. having all the the best movies. Oh man, but that's but that's that's for a whole another. You know what I'm saying? Like I can, really I, like, I, hard. yeah, man. Because like, look, I didn't see all the all the Avengers twice. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? The Captain Americas, the yeah. Iron Mans. I've been on it, man. This is because ever since they first started coming out with the first Spider Man movie back in the day, Spider Man and X Men. You know, they got to have another reboot. Another one. For not having enough of an imagination. So I'm not as deeply emerged in the comic book world as I would like to be. But I do, I have watched some things. Yeah. I've seen Luke Cage. I've seen some Daredevil. I've seen some. Oh, my. um, Don't even get me started on Daredevil. Here and there and all over the things. Don't even get me started on Daredevil. I don't know. I'm I'm excited that a black girl done stuck her toe all up in um, this world that is A, dominated by white folk, B, dominated by men. Thor is a woman, too. Uh-huh. Thor. 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 Oh. Thor. No, nah, she ain't even Thor. They ain't even change her name. They ain't even do her like they that. They just put her on. They just, like, you Thor now. You know what I mean? Well. Damn. Yeah. Hey, shout out to Marvel. They doing their thing. We still know what it is. Marvel. <laughs> we still know what it is. Marvel doing their thing. Ariel Johnson is doing her thing. That's why we got to give it at nine during the Excellence Chop. Um, Amalgam comics and coffee up in philadelphia pennsylvania if you ever up that way and you are a comic book nerd like dominic you gotta do it i'm, a, I'm going go ahead and find your way uh up to our spot shout out to <laughs> shout out to ariel yo it's real all right i think it's time we slide into some music and coming up next is an artist that goes by the name of muffin straight out of manhattan kansas coming real with the instrumental vibe the dankness the real chill we need right here on the chop up this particular song is called cloud and is a reflection of muffin's approach to music which is to take mechanical sounds and organic sounds to really mix them together with what he calls electronic chill all right i'm gonna let it speak for itself without further ado you know what it is it's cloud on the chop up
we back on the chop up. Uh, you just got done listening to Mephem with some beautiful instrumental music. The name of that song was actually Cloud. If you want to hear more, find Mephem on SoundCloud. Go ahead and look him up. It's amazing music, amazing jams. MFM is how you spell that. So go ahead and check him out on SoundCloud. Right now, let's go ahead and jump into one of my favorite sessions, especially since the big day is less than a week away. You know what it is. It's the election shot. All right, y'all. Uh, it's it's about that time. What we doing? How we feeling? What's mm-hmm. what's going on? We nervous? We we confident? What's going? On? What's mm-hmm. good? How you feeling? Uh, yeah, a little scary. I, I participated today. We didn't get the early poll. Did you get a so sticker? I have a sticker. I wore mine for the remainder of the day. Did you put it on Facebook? Is it standard? Uh, I didn't. I didn't do that. That's yet. the rule. You ain't do that, right? put it on no. Facebook, so we know it's real. You don't have. So it's not. It wasn't real. That's, nah, <laughs> you good, bro. Don't, listen, people who I think I, I <laughs> people who do that make me mad. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like they make me mm-hmm. mad. It's, it's just like listen. I, I, you know what? I'm not even gonna be that person. <laughs> I'm not even gonna be that Go person. Ahead. But you know, I, I, I'm I'm not worried in 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 the least of bits. Um. Do I'm I have worried about of, what specifically? Uh, well, I mean, it's 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 no question that mm-hmm. I'm very much against Donald Trump. In the sure. words of the great poet YG, "Fuck Donald Trump." Oh, okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Fuck Donald Trump. That's where we are. And so that. you know, yeah. um, uh. you know, I, I like to <laughs> yeah, I, I like to have a little bit of history, you know, and 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 how and in the way that these go down and. Although Hillary, she's not the best candidate, uh, but I, I'll be the first one to admit I'm I'm really voting against Trump. Is that is that a, is that the best way to vote? No. I mean, well, no. maybe. Uh, I think it could be me, whatever your philosophy. I mean, for real, that, that's how it is for me. You know, like I, I that's that's a risk that I just choose not to take. And if anything, at the end of the day, if if there's like this huge blowout and Donald Trump loses, or even if it's really close and Donald Trump loses. I can say that's what you get. <laughs> like I had something to do with that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And it, it's really just to spite Donald Trump. I don't really, you know. I mean, uh, you got a reason though, right? Yeah. And I think that's the bottom <laughs> line of what we want to get at on this segment of the election chop is, uh, you know, I'm shout out to Lost Chop. I'm definitely representing Dominique. Yes. In the building, represent yeah. Lost Chop. Even KG understands how we're moving around out here. And so uh, Lost Chop is really making some things happen and one of the things we, we've been doing is putting out some videos that really poke at uh some of the logic some holes in the logic that people have been using to explain how they're going to deal with these elections one of the ways uh that has recently happened is through this video that really goes back and takes a look at malcolm x's uh the ballad of the bullet y'all familiar with that Oh, yeah. Indeed, uh, indeed. Yeah, it was an explosive uh, speech, uh, an explosive dialogue to black America that really forced and challenged them to look at what that ballot meant. But really, you know, a lot of people misunderstand it and think it's a forced choice. And so the video gets at uh, poking, you know, some holes in that understanding of how people look at the ballot of the bullet. They get to the bottom or it rather gets to the bottom of what Malcolm X is really talking about. And we throw some other analysis on there. Shout out to George Lee really being the voice that y'all are about to hear to propel this video into what it is. But at right now, consciously, at consciously, at consciously, on everything, on SoundCloud, everything, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Twitter, he blowing up all of them. The boy G Lee is really out there. Consciously, at consciously, go find him. But right now we're going to listen to uh, the uh, Lost Tribe version of the Ballad of the Bullet, our understanding of it. Check this out. What's really real? This your boy Consciously bringing you another episode of Street Academics. 
This episode is about the presidential election, a.k.a. the black vote, a.k.a. your vote even count anyway. Don't shoot me down, Mr. Officer, please. Right now I'm on my knees and I feel for my life. Bang, 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 bang. Was all I heard from the pistol. Why they want to take my life from me? Now, we're nearing the end of an explosive election where two of the most very unpopular and divisive candidates of our time will soon be leader of the free world. Now, many black folks are in agreement that we don't feel Trump at all, but Hillary Clinton's comments about black kids being super predators in the crime bill is hella suspect too. So we like, shit, I don't know about voting altogether, you feel me? Some black people argue that we need to hold our right to vote in great privilege in regard to our hearts because there were lives that was fought. And people that marched and rallied and that died for us to do so. And feeling like choosing not to vote would be a spit in those ancestors' faces who were denied their ability to participate in the process. And these are the same black people that let it be known that if you don't vote, you can't complain or be mad if Donald Trump gets elected or makes shits worse. Because, hey, you ain't vote anyway. You know what I'm saying? And other black folks like, nah, we good. They watched the presidential election and Trump. Or Hillary gives a, a damn about mass incarceration or police brutality or black people. They just care about the black vote. So I don't care about them candidates anyway. These are the black folks arguing that casting a ballot only further legitimizes an illegitimate govern government that structured the anti-blackness and white supremacy. These black folks let it be known also that crooked Hillary not holding they vote hostage because of the boogeyman Trump. Now, both sides offer legitimate criticism of the other, but who's right? The answer is the ballot or the bullet. In the Battle of the Bullet speech in April 1964, Malcolm X argued, We must understand the politics of our community, and we must know what politics is supposed to produce. We must know what part politics play in our lives. And until we become politically mature, we will always be misled, led astray, or deceived or maneuvered into uh, supporting someone politically who doesn't have the good of our community at heart. As explained by Malcolm X, the ballot or the bullet represents not an opposing strategies, but an ultimatum. He said it'll be the ballot or it'll be the bullet. It'll be liberty or it'll be death. And if you're not ready to pay that price, then don't use the word freedom in your vocabulary. This should not be a conversation of divisiveness, but a conversation to develop organization and understanding. Should we vote? Yes, if you have a plan. If Malcolm X and Donald Trump didn't agree on anything, it was this criticism. They take the black vote and they say, see you again in four years. Malcolm X also criticized the way black people blindly throw away their votes to Democrats keeping them in office. Malcolm X said, the Negro vote is key factor. And despite the fact that you are put in a position in this of this determining factor, what do you get out of it? Good question. Instead of preaching on how we should be voting just because our ancestors fought for our right to vote, you should be articulating voting strategies and outlining what's to be lost and what's to be gained by electing or advocating to elect particular uh, candidates that first represent our communities and understand our communities. It should also be noted that local politics has just as much, if not more influence, if not more influence on the day-to-day -day realities than the presidential election. You know what's happening at City Hall is just as important about what's happening as what's happening at the White House. If you care about voting, show people how it can work. Outline your strategy. Chill with the guilt tripping. And if you don't want to vote because you don't believe in the system, then don't. That's cool too, for real. But it don't make you a revolutionary. 
I repeat, it do not make you a revolutionary. And then in fact, hashtag not voting do not does not make you a revolutionary. Not voting is an inaction. And if you really about that revolutionary life, it's important to note that the bullet and the ballot or the bullet represents the willingness to go to any extreme to bring about the social, political, and economic freedom of your people in the event that we are denied access to a free and fair election. You already feel that way anyway. Your argument is that we are already going through free and unfair elections. So what you doing? You may not believe in the political system or the overall effectiveness of voting. Ballots are still a tool used by white people and elites to legitimize the power that they already naturally claim. So revolutionary action is always about disturbing the comfort, the comfort they have depending on the system. Real talk, though. Let's think about it. If ballots wasn't at least kind of important, why y'all think they fight so hard and have fought so hard to keep us away from them? You know what I'm saying? They fear black people organizing. The worst thing possible is for us to mess around and use the system against them. Now, don't get it twisted. This is not a call for all niggas, African-Americans, Negroes, and black folks alike to up and run to your nearest polling place to cast your ballot. This is more of a call for us to have a consciousness and an awareness and accounting for how election periods can be used to gain black, to gain black people freedom. Now, the ballot or the bullet is not a forced choice. It is a call to strategically plan for your freedom. There is no doubt at all that the people in power already hold the ballot close to them for some reason because it ever to sustain their power. The question is, what does the ballot mean to your freedom? You feel me? This is consciously bringing you another episode of Street Academics. All right, so that is our uh, kind of run back of Lost Tribes rendition um, or exploration, if you will, of the ballot or the bullet speech. But um, I really just kind of want to tease out some of what we really understood and walked away with from that, right? Because it was a lot of heavy concepts, a lot of core principles that we need to be thinking about in there. So what, what were some of the thoughts y'all had about some of the analysis? Uh, uh, oh, go ahead, Cam. <laughs> you know, I, it just made me want to be more organized in, in, the commu- uh, in the community where I live, like wondering, you know, once we organize, what would our agendas be? What would we push for in the political process? Just, you know, just around where, I'm, where I am and, um, you know, just just wanting that type of unification to to use our our vote to to do something to to make some actual moves. But you know, we need everybody to do that. But um, definitely was an on point video. I've been seeing a lot of people like talk down on the voting process, but I mean, I very much st- still believe in it. I just it has to be done together. So yeah, I mean, I'm I'm definitely with it though. I mean, I think one of the one of the interesting things that the the ballot of the bullet got. Or, or left me wondering, and this is not even just wondering, but this is a question I used to ask in a lot of my debate arguments, right? The policy debate is set up so that every conversation is circulated around what the state should do, what the system should do, what the government should do, how they should respond to questions. And I think a lot of times um, when black people decide not to participate, it, it, it reflects this idea of being real about the situation. Like, can a policy really even fix this? Right. Like ain't no policy. Can't no policy keep track of corruption. Can't no policy keep track of mishandling. Can't no policy keep track of apathy. Policies can't change blatant anti-blackness, racism, sexism, uh, anti-queer politics, anti-trans politics, ableism, capitalism. Like it's not never going to be an appropriate piece of legislation that can really be codified by any group of people based on how the system works and based on human rationality. 
right, to really solve a lot of these problems. So we are taking policy solutions to people-oriented problems. There has to be a deeper shift, completely radical change about the way we do business, in my opinion, to resolve some issues. Now, I'm saying some because I don't want to paint this sweeping broad picture like every single issue on the ballot comes down to some um, larger question about humans. Sometimes we just need certain things, certain tax questions, certain propositions that are being pushed and, uh, and, and, and uh, introduced into a community like you said, right? We need to be knowing a whole lot more about that. So it's a level of strategy that needs to back up and inform what we're doing. Are you voting on purpose? Are you voting because you've been programmed to and because you feel some obligation to history, you know what I'm saying, to go and participate things. And this is not to delegitimize history, but it's to be real about it. People, and I say this all the time, people did not die um, for our right to vote. People did not go stand out there and be abused for our our right to vote. People did not go out there and uh, fight and labor and push and rally. They were killed. They were backed into corners. This is a very intentional, very spiteful demand, not only on their citizenship and on their right to participate, but on their lives, right? So I'm not finna sit up here and valorize their deaths and recognize them as martyrs when they never went into these situations like I'm ready, I, I want to give my life. They said I'm ready to give my life, but I don't really believe that they said that they wanted to, you know what I'm saying? Like this was a decision that they's making for a bigger, larger statement. It's just a nasty, dirty, stanky system and Really messed up people, warped, disgusted, perturbed people who would do things like turn on hoses and release dogs and do shady things to people who was just trying to exercise a right you said they had. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I just really, I want people to be intentional about what they're voting for, what they're thinking about, how they reflecting on the decisions on the docket. And sometimes you got to be like, yeah, I'm going to vote. And then other times you got to be like, I'm not, and here's why. Just know why you're doing what you're doing. That's really the message behind the battle of the bullet. Do you, I mean... Yeah, I think um, on 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 the question of the of, of personnel of like you know it, it of not of it not being a policy problem of being a people problem. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what the ballot in 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 the way in which Malcolm X explains it. That's exactly what that problem is supposed to solve. It's supposed to solve the people mm-hmm. problem. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, because the, it, it, when you look deeper into the speech, it's more about black nationalism. And the way that he say, the way that he say that we achieve that by getting the the, the leaders that we want in our neighborhood, and, and, and George speaks to this in the in the video, is when he's saying uh, when he talks about uh, like understand uh, getting the advocating for like voting with a strategy and advocating for uh, leaders that know our community and that we want in our community. You know that that like Malcolm X is saying that's the way that we solve that problem is by voting. So if you don't like mm-hmm. the fact, if you don't like your mayor, if you don't like your city council person, mm-hmm. you can get them out of there. Mm-hmm. You can organize efforts to 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 remove people like that from office through voting to actually change the material reality of your community. That actually can happen. Now, are there barriers? Can they? Does the uh, uh, does the opposing forces create barriers, make it harder for uh, these things to happen? Of course, they do. So what? You know what I mean? That's not that, that's that, that's never been a reason for us to not go about it. They're going if they go if they make it hard, that means it must be effective. Yeah, you know what I mean. Right. And again, I, I I have to keep saying this. I'm not an advocate of voting. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, I haven't. I, I I am not. I don't trust in it. I don't. I don't, be, believe, I don't in believe in the process. But at the same time, I as a student of philosophy, I, I like to consider myself not to sound pretentious. 
But as someone, <laughs> uh, as someone who studies philosophy, I, I, I like to think that there are certain, dim, uh, uh, I would say, uh, philosophical principles about uh, our democratic republic that are effective, that have shown to work. You know what I mean? And, and here's the thing. I'm going to tell you why I believe in ballots. You want to know why I believe in ballots, y'all? Because they believe in ballots. Yeah. That's, that's the it. real that's reason. Right and, and that was yeah. one of the things that G very they eloquently pointed to was the fact that um, you know, if if white people did not want or systems and structures of power did mm-hmm. not want or did not think that our ballots were important, they wouldn't try so hard they to keep us away from them. What? You know what I'm saying? I think that was very just it, it painted a clear picture about which side you how you have to deal with and orient yourself toward this. Cause I mean, just pride in and of itself is say, I'm gonna take yeah. what you're trying to build and tear yeah. it down. Yeah. Yeah, you know I mean, so I'm gonna go in and at least finagle with your system and what you you take pride in and care about. 2012, right. you have you have state senators, state officials saying we passed uh, voter ID legislation. Mm-hmm. Now we're gonna get Barack Obama out of office. What? Right. What does voting not? What is what is <laughs> you know? It's 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 explicit. Even even today, 2016 in North Carolina, battleground state, where Hillary Clinton is 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 leading in the polls. Uh, some what four thousand uh voters, sixty percent black voters mm-hmm. are purged mm-hmm. from the voting rolls. Surprise, it's surprise. A, mm-hmm. it, it, there, there is there is a blatant effort to affect the way in which uh, uh voting occurs, and the way in which you know we uh, uh white people keep black people from voting. Mm-hmm. It's it's like look at mm-hmm. all you got to do is look at the headlines. All you got to do is look at the headlines. If you if you Google voter ID. The Huffington Post, Washington Post, the, they talking about states repealing it because yeah. it's it, it, it's blatantly targeting and it's not even just communities of color. Them trying to keep people away from the ballot is trying to keep people off the ballot. Off so the ballot. what makes mm-hmm. it a very complicated situation is not only do we get not get people in these positions of powers, but we then also can't endorse the people who actually end up with the spots. So right. it's like we damned if we don't, and we damned if we don't, we damned if we do, if we damned if we, we like we damned. But that's why it's important. It, it goes right back. To your city officials, your mm-hmm. county officials, mm-hmm. because those things like like ballots and 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 vote and voting booths and all of that is ran on a county level, and so that's local politics. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We yeah. have direct control over that, and so if we're not if we're not thinking about shit, we need to get some we need to get some niggas uh, as as voting as as uh, voting officials. Mm-hmm. If we're not thinking like that, then we already behind. Yeah, we already you know being uh, we already in a, in a position where we can get left out because. Listen, people need to pay attention to these stories. All these, all these, uh, what they call, I think they call themselves the uh, voting integrity group or whatever. All they had to do was go around, go up to the voting officials and say, all of these letters came back, return addresses for these people. Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll take them off. Just like that. There was no pushback. There was no extra questioning. It, it was easy. It was simple. Because it, it, it's it's a it's a, it's a uh, concerted effort. Like they mm-hmm. they 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 they, yeah. they they they're in cahoots, if you will. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's, if if we're not looking at it like, why aren't there any black people running the voting booths? Why aren't there any black voting officials? Why aren't there any black people making sure that the uh, uh, respecting actual voter integrity? Then I think the video explains that in one way or another. Um, I think the reason why all of these logical things are not in place is one of the things um, G. Lee Gitt said, which is uh, the idea that they take our vote for granted, right? Niggas going to show up anyway. Yeah. Like, or the one, enough of the, the ones that we need is going to show up and they're going to vote a certain way, which is why, I mean, as much as, you know, you saying, you're not saying vote, 
you know, for, for Hillary, or you're not saying vote for all, you know, it's really hard to say vote for one person or another because in both worlds, you know, they just taking our vote for granted. Uh, uh, Donald Trump think everybody broke, stupid, <laughs> uneducated, and needs some money, so we got to vote for him. And she's just trying to inherit the Democratic vote that has been passed down through her husband. The same 57 and, I'm sorry, uh, 95 and 97% voter turnout rate that Barack Obama saw for his two terms. And then also trying to come back and run that back for herself. And so, like, I think that's also something that both uh, uh, the Lost Child video and that Malcolm X demand of us is that we not allow these systems to be so comfortable with how we're going to show up and what we represent and how we're going to move around. That they are, we, we let them get lazy on us and, yeah. and and just give us any other thing and expect us to take, expect us to take it. And 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 for me again, this is this is somebody who's been like I really don't give a f- I, I can care less about voting. But for me to now have this stance to where I'm just seeing I'm just seeing you know all these statuses and er, you know everybody right. I don't I'm not voting for the lesser of two evils and you know I, I I'm I, I stand for more than that. Hillary Clinton ain't getting my vote. Like okay. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's like that's that's fine, but what does that mean? And and, and, and like and, and, and what George says in the video is straight up. That's inaction. You're not doing anything. You know, all you're doing is you, you said what? I said what was the hashtag? Oh, <laughs> not uh, not yeah. voting is not revolutionary. Yeah. <laughs> hashtag. Yeah. hashtag not now. voting is not revolutionary. Period. Right. You know what I mean? So and, and let's think about it. What are you doing it? Because like he says in the video, the bullet represents our willingness to go what, to whatever means to uh, to, to uh, get what we need by any means necessary. It's Malcolm X. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so if we sitting here, if we're sitting here saying, okay, I'm not voting. Okay, then what what process are you going are you going about? Exactly. Are you organizing address? organizing in your community? Are you like what doing are you building in other ways? <laughs> yeah. Are you working with other people to create the political mm-hmm. landscape and the social landscape that you need to survive and exist? Like what else besides? I mean, and sometimes at moments, political apathy is completely understandable too. But that can't be a consistent kind of way that you shape and mold your community and the space that you live in. Because then you're just underserving your existence. But like, political apathy so- is the reason why we're complaining about our political situation now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we don't care. We don't care about the fact that uh, we have senators that have been in, that, that have been in office for thirty years, forty years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They the, they the problem. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, Do you see a change in that? Like people, like I feel like after this election, people. No, like Barack Obama had that appeal. Picking up, he Barack Obama was loved. He was adored. Mm-hmm. Hillary Clinton, like she's 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 but it, tolerated. He didn't get as active in local local politics. Like we we slack. We got um, you know, we let the Republicans get all in the House and Senate. It, I mean, yeah, you're and right. And locally, it's this, you know similar situation. So I'm just wondering if we're going to like see like a kind of a paradigm shift, you know, because we're now like our backs are to the wall in the sense as far as a presidential election. Like, you know, there's people not fucking with either one. Uh, I, so do I? See- I don't know. I just I feel like I kind of see that more we have these conversations and you know just kind of chop it up people around the way, but then you still have that that large section that you know. Oh, I'm not voting because X, Y, Z, or well, it's you know, it's a matter of okay. We have all these voting efforts, right? Like we have all mm-hmm. of these people who, um, whenever every four years, whenever the presidential election up there, everybody's in our face. You need to be out and vote. You need, are you voting? Are you voting? Mm-hmm. If 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 these same people 
came back every two years. Mm-hmm. Midterm elections. Mm-hmm. When we when we're when we're reelecting senators, when we're reelecting um, state officials, when we're reelecting these people with these these shorter terms. If if they're there and we have and, and we're educated on our options and and we're actually putting people and we're 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 vouching for people that that we know represent us, then mm. we can do something. That's mm. where it starts. Mm. That's where it starts. You know what I mean? It's 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 like finding it's it's finding the people that 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 because they're there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I I'm I'm not gonna say we don't have leaders. Right. They're just they're just not where we need them to be. Right. You know what I mean? Mm. And, and it's, it's whether we blame it on popular culture, whether we blame it on whatever, it's just that we need to get to a, we need to get to a position where we're saying, like this is this is who I want to I want to know the name I want to know my my uh, my senator's name my, 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 my senator's name. name my congressman's name congressperson my 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 favorite um, my congressperson my congressperson mm-hmm. excuse me amen a a woman a woman but yeah I want to I want to know these officials' names when I, I'm not just checking off you know straight down Democrat or straight down Republican. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to, I want to, I want to be able to write in. I mean, because let's look at Utah. Utah is a perfect example where they are not fucking with Donald Trump at all, right? <laughs> and I, I feel, uh, man, I wish I could think of the dude's name, but he's like a he used to work for the CIA, and he he's running for president. He's not he's not really winning anywhere else. Like he's not even po- like really polling anywhere else. But it's a three way race in Utah with this mm-hmm. dude, Hillary Clinton, and Donald Trump. You know what I mean? Wow. Because because the the people of Utah are like we don't like either like either one of those so people. We gonna but we're gonna else. stand behind this dude. You know what I mean? Mm. And so like that just shows you that if all you gotta do is come together locally. You come together locally. That's that's power. That's that that's what that's where it is. But and then um, if a whole state can pull it together, my goodness. Oh lord. Yeah. Like that's proof right there. It can really be done. That's that's ah oh, yeah, I didn't I didn't know that at all. I mean, I, but it's not but you know, midterm midterm elections are not glamorous. You don't you don't no. you don't get the same uh T V time, you know. And it, I mean in most states in a in a lot of states really, you know, you don't even really see you don't really see too many of the ads. A lot a lot of pe- a lot of these people run unopposed. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it, we just need to get it. The thing about it just is being informed. informed like yeah. I, for this election, I came across what was it? Something down here called the Lemons. I said Lemons. The Women's League of Voters, mm-hmm. and it had all the the candidates in the county and their issues and um, you know what they thought about certain issues and that just all one by one. Yeah, and that, that really got me hip to it. But I'm like, that was a lot of information, and it's like you know, it, how are people getting this information? Are they you know, they handed it out. It's, it's, you know, it was in like libraries and stuff available. like that. But you need that. You need that. Mm-hmm. You know, but people just don't know where to get it. And I got it. You know, kind of last minute. Listen, and uh, people been needing that. People be finding sex tapes. Yeah, they be finding yeah. <laughs> mixtapes. Preaching illegally downloading yeah. music. That'll preach. Uh, listen, you Google. Find, you can find yeah. who's saying what Google. about what around you. What like all of hey. this is this is public information. It's pop. Are you really? If you just turned it on the C-SPAN. To be honest, and every local every local channel has a local government channel mm-hmm. where you can just turn it to and watch the watch city meetings from last week, the week before. Yeah, you know, all of it's right there. 
It's just, it, it's all of it's right there. It's just a matter of I mean. So I'm the question the, becomes: I mean, is it is it like we can if things get bad, we can only really blame ourselves? Oh no, nah, we to can a still, certain extent. To a certain extent. Yeah, yeah, definitely mm-hmm. took part. I mean, I, and this is not undermining how the system is set up, how the structures are set up, yeah. how anti-blackness is set up, how anti-everything is kind of set yeah, up. Like, we, we can go shut it down. Yeah, but I mean, the, there down. are, I, and that's what I think it was important Dominique had mentioned, like, it's definitely people out there. It's people in communities. It's people locally, on the state level, federally, that are making moves. You know what I'm saying? We can only be ashamed of ourselves when they don't get nobody showing up to vote for them. Mm-hmm. And, you know what I'm saying? They up here putting together campaigns with zero dollars and zero cents. And that's why I really, you know, I'm excited too. Hey, I shout guess. out to my man Dennis. Uh, yeah, uh, Dennis, Dennis Black, Black. my man. Uh, he he ran for uh, a uh, city council. Sure. City council position. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, and definitely. Just you know, out there doing this thing, he had the GoFundMe set up, and you know, uh, he he did he didn't win, but at the same time, like to have his face out there, like that was just much for me. I had much respect for the man, just for him to go putting out that effort. Uh, going up there, talking to the people, doing what he can to 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 try to make the change. Actually, in battle rap, mm-hmm. a battle rapper, uh, and I think it's St. Louis, just got a city uh, city council position. Of course, you know. So it's like I'm, and, and you know, because he wanted to do something different, you know. And so it's uh, it's 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 available. Is it? And you can get people behind you. You can get people to. You can get people that's gonna that's gonna rock with you if you have the right message, mm-hmm. and if like. If you got everything lined up, like listen, this as a people, this is how we gonna move. Mm-hmm. We're gonna move like this together, you know. Like we we it's moving on from like the old the older order of like the Jesse Jackson and the Jacksons and the Al Sharptons and the NAACP and ha- and, and and the way in which they move, you know, it it hasn't bonded well with the the, the newer generation. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. how and how they got behind people and how they organized and such and. I, and, I, you know, it's, it, I can't really explain right now what, like, why that disconnect is, mm-hmm. and whether it's generational or whatever the case may be, but uh, it, it's, 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 there, there's a way for us to come together and organize the ways in which they did in order to kind of put people in the leadership positions mm-hmm. and, and, and have the impact uh, that they had. And, and it's just a matter I, of... I see that shift happening. I see, I really do see that happening. People... Like what Malcolm said, uh, being politically aware. Politically aware, yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what he's talking about. I see that shift kind of happening. So what you're talking about, I definitely see becoming a reality, you know, soon. It's just... But, and and we see... It's it's happening in our time. We see, like, we we encouraging... We we are encouraged... We need to encourage, like, the the radical aspect, right? Like, when we see the riots and, like, we know what you're doing there for, you Mm -hmm. know what I mean? But at the same time... We don't need to shun the aspect of voting. We don't need to, we don't need to use it to guilt trip people either, though, mm-hmm. for sure. Right, exactly. But at the same time, we need to use voting as as a tool that is there, as a tool that is is obviously coveted, and as something that we can utilize to make to to make an impact on the local level, especially. Yeah. Especially yeah, supposed to be on. We supposed to be on many fronts. Mm-hmm. And and that's how the war is won. That gets back to the essential question that Malcolm X posited, and what uh what a uh, young consciously 
was talking about in the video, right? The battle of the bullet is not a forced choice. It's a chain reaction. It's a relationship between the decisions we have as we move around and attempt to make the places where we're trying to raise our families and our futures in thrive and grow. And that's despite all of the, the systems and the structures that are set up against us um, and that are intentionally set up to constrain intentional groups of people, right? Mm -hmm. So the ballot of the bullet is like, if you're not using your ballot and you're using more radical means, you know, is that really the... Do you understand the kind of dilemma or the not not the, even the dilemma because it's not a conflictual relationship, but the decisions that you're making? Are you using the ballot in one moment and using the ballot? I mean, a bullet in another. But I also think it could be another twist on that in terms of do you under are you willing to die for the things that are out there happening on another level? Right? Are you engaged in things that you're willing to risk your life for? That you're willing to put down your existence for? And if you're not, are you? Engaging in, you know, those intangible aspects of living, the ballot box, the systems, the structures, the politicians mm -hmm. that also set up the other reality of your existence, right? How do you understand these two very important artifacts that you have to both use, right, in order to effectively navigate this thing called black life in America? And it's and it's a matter of working together. Like you said, it's not a it's not a contentious it shouldn't be a contentious relationship. It's more so we shouldn't be debating which one we should we should be doing. It's a question of, all right, y'all voting. Cool, I'm gonna make sure I, I I got your back. So if they denying you that right, I'm gonna be the one that's in their face like y'all like y'all y'all fucking up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like that's what it is. So if you not gonna vote, you're supposed to be making sure that the people are gonna vote are being able to exercise that right. Cause if not, if you just sitting back like haha, they ain't let you vote anyway, what are you doing? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like then what's your, what shit. you what you what what are you standing for by not voting at that point? You know what I mean? So it's supposed to be a matter of you know that bullet is supposed to represent look, just, just that that uh, with the duality of mm -hmm. uh, of even the civil rights movement, what what they try to break up into uh, the violent and the, and the, the non-violent, non but they try to break up mm -hmm. into that. But it's 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 not that. It's just the uh, you know we we got the people who gonna move one way, and if that fell, Plan B is right there. Like we got something for you. We are here. Shout out to Lost Tribe. Hey. For continuing to shed light on a whole bunch of issues, they got some uh, videos out on respectability politics. Check out con to to consciously check out consciously on whatever medium you look for, and you'll find those videos. And we also got new stuff always coming out. So uh, episode be on the lookout. four, episode four coming soon. Episode four coming soon. It's coming soon. Hey. Shout out to the legendary Michael Max. Thank you for paving the way. We appreciate um, you giving us something to think about and talk about even now, I'm way after the fact. Another uh, successful episode of the Chop Up, gentlemen. What do you think? What Thank do you, you say? for having me. Thank you for having Isn't me. It? Of course, I'm here. Domo, we appreciate you, brother. Hey, I'm I'm just glad that I get invited. You yeah, know? that's huge. <laughs> <laughs> that's huge. Two so. times, two times on the list. Yeah, so that means first guest, uh, first repeat. Yeah, we must like you so a little bit. You know, next time yeah. I'm putting my feet up. Uh, you know please don't I mean? put your feet on nothing. <laughs> I got. Thank you very much. <laughs> At any rate, you know what it is. You know how we get down. This is a chop up. KG, what you you about to say something to the people? I'm good. You know, shout out to the people. We love y'all. Appreciate the feedback we've been getting. Yeah. You know, the text, the comments, the listens. We love y'all. Hey. You know, stick stick with us. We we got stuff coming. Like a stamp to a letter, baby. Stick with us. We going places. Yeah. You did. <laughs> we out here. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, y'all, uh, my mama taught me yeah. that. So if y'all ever wonder, it came straight from C-Murder. You feel me? Hey, this is the Chop Up. <laughs> we out this thing. Catch us on the next episode. Episode 12 is coming soon. You know we hey. out here making moves. It is really, really real. Dominique in the building. KG in the building. And we out. Yeah. Hey, peace. This is
is the chop up, this is the chop up, this is the chop up, and no one can do it live. My name is Cam G, the coolest, allow me to do the honor. I'm with my sister Toya G, and she's straight out of KC. Moved to the West Coast, but still gon' keep it G. We got together to give the people something that's free. The chop up should come off organically, cause on the mic, on the phone, we have these conversations anyway. And make sure you chop it up with us on the social media. And you can chop up any day, cause you can stream us in any place. And then I say I was Cam G, the coolest. Had to reel you in if you never knew us. Straight from Dallas, Texas, making OG maneuvers. And this is a recording where no one can do it live. Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer a hand clapper a high fiver I kind of like the high five but if you want to hone in on those winning moves check out Chumba Casino at ChumbaCasino.com choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes there are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses so don't wait start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com no purchase necessary BGW void prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus